Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. This is John Massengale. I'm sitting in the studio with Jonathan Green. Les Kaiser has the night off. Jonathan, how about that IndyCar at Detroit amazing weekend? It was a lot of fun racing, wasn't it? Belle Isle never disappoints, and it didn't this weekend. A good doubleheader, some great racing on a street circuit that's as narrow as you like, but it really produced some excellent racing. And man, was it bumpy. Well, we got, we're going to talk all about IndyCar. We're going to talk a little Formula One. And speaking of IndyCar, our guest tonight is leading the Indy Lights Championship. Linus Lundquist is going to join us here in a few minutes. Well, remember we had David uh, Malukas, who was leading it last week. Yeah. Uh, that's how close it's getting. We better not tell <laughs> Linus that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, the championship is super close. And Kyle Kirkwood, man, wasn't he impressive oh, today? Double win for him. This weekend, um, yeah. I'm going to talk to him this week as well. Um, but it's now a three-way battle at the front there. There's really nothing between them. And uh, there's still a long way to go in this. But uh, a big change around with a double win for Kirkwood and more consistency from Linus. So, great. Yeah, we're gonna, so we're going to talk all about Indy here in a minute. We're also going to talk some Formula One, talk more about the potential double header here at circuit of the americas yeah this has got a bit of it's got some legs right this has some traction as they say as they say uh because you know, bobby's been talking bobby epstein is the chairman and ceo of coda he spoke with us live last week on our national formula one show but he also has been speaking to some of the other press and he's been talking about all sorts of things and so we're going to talk all about that and there's some more f1 news um speaking of americans and f1 gene haas came out and is talking american drivers again you know what i'm we're not going to talk about it now, but I'm kind of tired of him talking about American drivers. I'm ready for him to put his money where his mouth is. We're going to talk all about that. All right. And uh, Kevin Magnuson had a good weekend. Winner. And, uh, yeah, had a big weekend. So uh, we're going to talk about that too. But let's let's start off with IndyCar in Detroit because, like you said, it was a fantastic you know all weekend. Two races, the duel at Detroit. Yeah, and we had a first time winner, uh, which was absolutely devastating. Will Power totally deserved. To win the race, uh, but sadly, um, it's been an issue a couple of times. It happened in the 500, but basically, the heat was such that they had this stoppage, and his ECU, I think, yep, overheated, that's what it was. and they had to go and get another one. The, the car wouldn't start. Yeah, the guy was running down the, the the pit lane with a new ECU, but didn't get there and didn't, couldn't get it all working. But yeah, so he but, did not. But the good news was our friend to the show, uh, Marcus yep. Erickson, the guy we followed uh, for many a year when he was in Formula One and now Indy. He's been on the show several times. Uh, in fact, I'm going to talk to him this week. Um, I'm delighted for him. Um, first yeah. win in Indy. 
Uh, and the first win uh, in a single-seater car for almost a decade. What was it, GP2? GP2, yeah. yeah. So, you know, you've got to – I mean, you know, it's one thing to dedicate yourself to your sport and trying to get into Formula 1, but when you're a winner because you have to be or at least dedicated to it, when you don't win – it can be soul-destroying. We heard it from Rossi back in the day, and now yeah. look at him. Um, you know, I feel that uh, guys like Rosenquist, guys like, uh, I mean, you know, look at Linus. He's just come off winning the British Championship. Then he totally annihilated the American yeah. FR Championship. Won 13-15 last year. Yeah, and, you know, that's how you that's how you enjoy your racing and get better and get faster and, uh, you know, go up. But if you're constantly at the back... And, and K-Mag, another great example. Yeah. You know, uh, when when was the last time he was in a competitive ride? McLaren, back 10 years ago. Yeah. Something like that. So, you know. But, you know, when you see a driver that wins after all this time, you know he's a fantastic driver, but it's, it was really emotional to watch that. You know, you just feel for the guy. You go, this is incredible. You saw him all weekend. He did not do great in qualifying for race two the next morning, and he didn't do that great in the race. and. And but you could see him smiling at every moment because he'd won a race. And in the words of my surrogate father, not my actual father, but if you, <laughs> if you ain't first, you're last, son. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But <laughs> but yeah, it was a fantastic weekend. And but in India, Detroit. But man, watching those guys go over the bumps all weekend—that's that, tough. That looks. Just did you brutal. hear? Did you hear Rossi in one of the stops? Rossi, well, you know, they were like, "Oh, get me water, get me a fan, get me yeah. anything." He goes, "No, get me and get me duct tape. I got to, you know, my thumb is falling off here." Yeah, because he had a blister. He formed yeah. on his hand. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. From all the bumps, yanking the steering wheel left and right. Well, but... the Belle Isle doesn't get used. I mean, it's a unique race for lots of reasons. I've been to it, and um, it's a heck of a circuit because you literally you go off Detroit Island and you go into this park, and when you get to the park, the next thing is Canada. <laughs> so it's really quite a unique place, and of course, it's the home of Chevy. It's the home, you know, it's it's where they want to win. And Roger Kapensky has been. A huge, in fact, if it weren't for Roger Penske making it happen, um, Belle Isle would never happen. So um, he's managed to keep it going. But it's a park. It's a beautiful park, an historic park with fountains and all the rest of it. And they jump in them at the end of it. But um, it doesn't get used to go racing ever, uh, except for this run race weekend. So you can imagine yeah. how, how tough it is to set up. For. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that because they don't do it. They don't <coughs> use it for anything. I no. mean, Indy Lights, of course, but that, but nothing else. Uh, that one weekend a year is what I'm getting at. Yeah. yeah. There's no other events. Yeah. So. Yeah, that yeah, and and it does the the venue the with the uniqueness of the circuit and the bumps and everything make it really hard for the drivers. They all talked about how hard it is to learn. Yeah, like any time first time drivers are there were at a massive disadvantage. I was really enjoying uh, Saturday's race. There was a race Saturday, a race Sunday, and Dixon was on great form. And they did a lot of onboard time with Dixon. And my word, every corner is blind. And I kept thinking to myself, I'll get the rhythm of this in a minute. You know how you kind of like watch the circuit and you go, I know where I am now. Yeah. I, uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and did. I've been there. <laughs> yeah, what about the rest of us? I, mean, I was the same way all weekend. Even after watching hours of it, you know, I, I was like, I don't know where I'm at when I'm looking at it. Well, we'll ask Linus about it because he's had a good good run at it. So, Well, well we got to talk about run, uh, Phoenix Rosenquist. When Phoenix he, Rosenquist, yeah. Man, when he hit the wall, did you see what happened where his throttle stuck open? Yeah, and, and, and what's interesting is, I don't know if you heard, but uh, even Jimmy Johnson had a similar situation where his throttle sensor had a problem so that maybe the bumps that yes actually maybe but yes it was very scary he was turning right uh he was on the brakes and suddenly the car accelerated forward and literally took a concrete barrier out 
Uh, luckily for him, um, he I don't know his this how how bad his injuries are, but um, I don't think he's been hurt badly or anything. Yeah, the doctors' reports right after he, the accident when they took him to the hospital, saying there was no at no moment was he unconscious, no moment were any limbs that he couldn't function with or anything. But that was a huge crash I mean, and a serious crash. You know, yeah. we don't get the G meters like we do in Formula One, but I mean, when he hit the concrete, those barriers. He moved mm. the barriers and broke the iron that connects yeah. the barriers. Huge so, impact. Yeah, that was a massive, massive collision. So that was a huge deal. But uh, but today, the race award, taking that win, he became the first two-time winner all season. We had seven different winners in seven different races till today. Well, I'm going to stick my neck out here. That is the best seven laps of racing I've seen in the last two years, without a wow. doubt. Well, it I mean, was, it was phenomenal. Fa- I, I'm not going to argue. It was fantastic. The guy goes from, I think it was 6th or 7th uh, at the restart. He'd overtaken two cars within the first three corners, and he was making easy work of the likes of Pelot leading the championship, Newgarten, former champion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, and, and within a matter, and, and Herter, who had led for most of it. I mean, incredible uh, run to the front and so aggressive. Uh, really, really impressive. Yeah, and Newgarten, of course... Had his tires fall off that cliff they talk about with those red sticker tires with, what, two laps to go, three mm-hmm. laps to go. And, you know, Lee Diffie and the boys were talking about what a great job Newgarden did just to stay in second because they say literally a cliff. The tires are doing great, and all of a sudden they're just gone, and he had no grip at all. Yeah, I felt for both uh, Colton Herter and for Joseph Newgarden because, you know, He'd done everything right, um, but uh, he just couldn't couldn't buy a win, you know? Yeah. Newgarden said, I, I was reading a report, I put it in here, it said he was coming like a freight train. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. I just couldn't do anything. I had so much wheel spin. My rear tires were too sh- were shot to death. In the last 10 laps, he said, he was trying to be aggressive, and uh, the restarts didn't help you. None of it played into his favor, he said. But, but man, it was so much fun to watch Award do that and come up through that. I tell you, it, it, you know, uh, seven different winners. I mean, uh, yeah. in Indy this year, it's phenomenal. And, you know, I know we talk Formula One a lot, and, well, we should, and it's a good year, too. Yeah. Um, we really do have, a, a finally, a competitive championship in Formula One. But Indy has just, over the last five years, to me anyway, with its talent, its internationalism, and its sheer pace and excitement has just got better and better. I love the way that both series are not afraid to embrace the other. Yeah. They've both been talking about each other. There's Now we've had all the drivers going back and forth. And you got to look at how these F1 drivers, like Marcus Erickson, who won, and Roman Grosjean. And it, I just love seeing the the fact that the, the, the level of talent in IndyCar is comparable. I mean, because Erickson's been there a while now. Rossi's been there a while now. Mm. You know, so those those... What I'm getting at is the drivers in IndyCar could compete in Formula One, some of them. Well, and, and that's my point, is, and that's how it should be, and how it used to be. The Indy 500 used to be full of uh, Graham Hills and Jim Clarks and people who, you know, who were racing on the Formula One scene. And I do think this embrace by Liberty has helped um, to say, look, we're not the enemy of Indy, and go, both goes, goes both ways. And I think people like Pato Award, and Colton Herter could get a you know a run in it in Formula One if the stars align. Well, we got a lot more to talk about this. In fact, I want to talk about Roman Grosjean's fire incident in IndyCar. <laughs> yeah, poor don't, lad. Don't even want to say those two words together. But no. but we're going to go to break, and then we're going to have our guest Linus Lundquist from Indy Lights, the leading in Indy Lights. After the break, you're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after a quick break. 
As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Hi, I am an official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I'm here to say it's time to get personal, people. Tell the world who you are with a personalized plate from MyPlates.com, like me. I'm talking favorite color, favorite team, favorite charity, and, of course, favorite state, Texas. Add your own message, and then the magic really happens. I'm the official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I want to be your license plate. Go to MyPlates.com and order me today. Now that's what I'm talking about. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Talk 13-7, the right choice. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back to the show. We are excited. We have on the line, our next guest is leading the Indy Lights Championship and has been on the show before, but we're really excited to have him back. Linus Lundquist. Linus, welcome back to Speed City. Thank you. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, what a weekend. I know you wanted more, but hey, we'll take the championship lead, won't we? That's happy, happy, happy. <laughs> yes, exactly right. I mean, um, like I say, it was an incredible weekend. Um, I think, um, you know, race two, obviously we wanted that win very, very badly, but we just didn't have the speed, I think, in race two. So uh, all credit to Kyle, but overall, looking at the weekend, it was a very solid one with with good points and obviously getting the championship lead by one point. Uh, maybe it isn't much, but still a championship lead. Yeah, no question. But it's by one point as well. And Kyle Kirkwood, obviously, with those two wins, has put himself also in that hunt. So you guys have got a heck of a battle on. Yeah, yeah, I know. The top three, um, I think we've showed on quite early on that, you know, it, it seems to be a fight within the, within the three of us, which is which is cool. And it, it really shows that you really got to minimize those mistakes and every point counts. Um, so every pole and every, 
you know, lap that you can lead, you know, it might take you that a little bit closer to, um, to the title. So, you know, we're gonna, gonna keep our heads down and see where we can end up. Well, watching both you guys this weekend and the guys in IndyCar, I, it just strikes me the the bumps in the road and just the the oh, uh, yeah. the challenge the that is yeah. yeah the physicality the the challenge overall it's just got to be brutal. It is, and Detroit was brutal in in many ways. Um, obviously, the first time for everyone being there, um, so it was just a question of doing as many laps as you possibly can. Um, and then it was just obviously in qualifying, uh, guns out, trying to get a lap together. Um, but it was tough physically as well, uh, in the race. Cause at least on, on day one, it was so warm as well. And at least that usually gets to me being from Sweden. I'm not really used to the warmth yet. So, uh, whenever the temperature rises, you know, uh, I tend to sweat a bit more. Hey, yeah. speaking of being from Sweden, did you, did you get to run into Marcus Ericsson after his <laughs> race, after winning his first race in a long time? Yeah, no, I didn't get get to uh, run into him, but I was very, very happy for him. You know, like he said himself, like the first win, and I think it was like nine or ten years. So, very, very happy for him that that he managed to get the result. And I think it showed even the the pace that he had today. Uh, obviously, qualifying wasn't that good for him, but I think coming from I think it was P twenty two to P nine, I think it showed that they had some really good speed this weekend. Now, listen, uh, listeners, uh, I'm going to pause for a second and say the reason, one of the reasons, well, there's two reasons we've got Linus on this weekend, uh, is that he is now leading the Indy Lights Championship. But he's a friend of the show. He's been on before. He absolutely trounced everybody in the FR Championship last year, winning every one, I think, but one race. And you saw Marcus Ericsson win uh, this weekend. And I'm sure a few of you went... I don't know much about this guy. Well, that's why Speed City is introducing you to the man born March 26, 1999 from <laughs> Stockholm in Sweden. His name is Linus Lundqvist. Remember it because he's going to pop up at an indie race and win soon. <laughs> yeah, well, I hope sure you're right. And that is my target. Obviously, full focus on this year and win this championship to start off with. But obviously, the target is IndyCar and to win races and championships there. So... Hopefully in not a so distant future, you'll see me guys there. Listen, Linus, i got a question about the difference, though, because like you said, you had a heck of a season, your first one in America last year, uh, where you did um, dominate. Um, what's been the difference between this and the Indy Lights? I mean, clearly it's competitive, but what's the major difference for those who don't know? I think the, the biggest difference, there are two things. Obviously, the car is very, very different. We got so much more downforce in, in this car and so much more power um, that it is a bit tricky to drive. But secondly, the way you drive the car, you know, just technically with driving style in the old car, in the FR car, you had to be very gentle and precise with everything. Whilst in the, in the light car, it's more about get in drive the wheels of it you know if you have a moment or two or oversteer you almost need that to be able to be quick um so yeah it took a while to to get used to and actually change a bit of my driving style but i think as the season goes on and the more time i get in the car the more comfortable i'm gonna get so hopefully uh, you know i can pick up the pace now in the second half of the season Linus, we were talking about before before you came on we we're talking about rosenquist big crash and uh, what was what was everybody saying in the paddock around, uh, you know, up there after that? Because it was really scary to watch on television. Yeah, tell me about it. I It had me very worried for, for a long time before we heard anything. Um, and I think from any driver's point of view, it's, it's, it's a nightmare. Either like when, when you have no way of stopping the car, 
And, and that moment of realization, like I'm going to hit the wall and at this speed, you never know what's going to happen. I think we've seen that, you know, uh, previously as well. You never really know what's going to happen or the outcome going to go uh, out of this one. So to be able to hear that he was, you know, during the circumstances, okay. Um, I think it was just a relief for, for everyone. And, you know, I was with my team at the time going through some data and everything. And we, we had a look and we saw the crash. So uh, we all realized that this is bad. So everybody sort of took a step back and obviously uh, respected that, you know, times are rough and we're all in this together. And you really feel that when, when something like that happens, the, the motorsport community uh, really shines through, which is good to see. Um, and as well, like Pato winning the race today, dedicating the victory for, for Felix. I think it shows that we're all in this together. Yeah. That was pretty cool when he did that. I want to ask you a little yeah. bit of, I, I don't know if you know the answer to this, but when I think of, yeah, I, it, it almost looked like, he didn't even have have brakes at all. It was almost like the throttle stuck and had no brakes. Because I know that, you know, even a high performance road car, if you hit the throttle and the brakes at the same time, you will slow down. Mm. But man, he was accelerating, he was. like just rapidly towards the wall. I I don't know, Linus. Is it? Do you think that the brakes can normally, like in a street car, overpower the the engine? But I, I don't know if that's even a question for you. But. Yes, I don't know the details of it, um, but I think you can see on from the onboard video, obviously he downshifted and then he stayed on the limiter until he, he hit the ball. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know exactly what happened, but I think it clearly shows that the car did not um, stop. Um, and then, so I don't know if the throttle got stuck open or the brakes did not work, uh, but either way, it was super scary to watch. So, Linus, looking ahead uh, for the rest of the season, you're leading now, but it's only a point, so you've got to kind of look at the tracks you're going to. But some of them I think I know you've been to, like Mid-Ohio, Road America, but I'm looking ahead, and one stands out for me uh, is Madison, uh, because it's an oval. How do you feel about taking on an oval? oval? And maybe uh, another chat to Marcus might be in order. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, ask me in, uh, what is it, a month and a half? And yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you how <laughs> yeah. I feel about it. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely, and I think looking into the season as well, I realized this is going to be my biggest challenge uh, for this year is going to be the oval. Um, and I mean, this power, well, the, these cars have so much power and the speeds that we're going to get even around Gateway, I think it's going to be pretty incredible. So, you know, I'll, I'll take it step by step and a bit how I approach like Detroit weekend, just get your laps in and get comfortable and then work with the car and work with yourself and, you know, just do your best. Um, and it's, it is a very long championship. So as long as you score some good points, then, then, you know, we should be in the fight for, for a title, but yeah, I'm going in there a bit more humble than I think it would be going in at say road America next weekend, for example. Hey, Linus, what about this? I mean, with your, with your record in the last couple of years, winning BRDC and then just dominating last year in formula regionals, the F3 and now leading the championship now, you, I mean, I automatically think what Jonathan was saying earlier about getting into an Indy car and winning a race. But, I mean, how quickly do you think that could happen? I know that's a, a tough question to ask, but, I mean, do you think it could happen as soon as next year? I hope so. I really hope so. Uh, I mean, that that is my target, to be on the Indy car next year. And I think, obviously, I got this year to prove myself that I should be on the group next year. And the best way of doing that is to win a championship. So um, that is what I'm focused on this year um, and hopefully be as prepared as you possibly could be for IndyCar because I don't think you can really understand what it will be like until you actually get into a car and realize 
the speed and you look at the drivers who are in that championship um, this this year and I think Marcus said it in one of the interviews as well it's like you know there's probably like 18 or even 20 guys on the grid that could win a race and mm. I think it just shows that the competitiveness of that series so it would be very incredible to be on that grid and hopefully you know can be one of those guys as well I mean besides performing on the on the track how do you go about it do you have management or do you talk to the team managers yourself I mean how do you go about I mean they can see what you're doing so they're going to be interested in you but how do you kind of put yourself out there now I think there's obviously a mix obviously I want the results to speak for themselves if you put it that way because I want a team to be interested in me because of my speed or because I'm winning races and championships Um, and I don't really have the the funding or the budget to to come in with a big sponsor so um, you know I just try to focus on the results and then hope that you know the big IndyCar teams are looking for for a driver that that can win races and hopefully I'm that guy now listen here's the real burning question the important one (laughs) how is your number one fan because not many people will know this but i stood next to your number one fan for most of last season (laughs) and i just want to know how she is i miss her and this is his sister i'm talking about okay uh, she was like, yeah. a, she was as though she was at a One Direction concert throughout <laughs> most of the race. And Linus doesn't know this because he wouldn't have seen her while he was racing. But I was there. <laughs> How is she? She's very well. It's so funny you mention her because she, she was actually uh, at Detroit and she's actually here with me right now. Uh, <laughs> I bet she's giggling away, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's so funny. Um, yeah, no, she was actually in Detroit and... You know, um, I think last year she was so happy to come some of the races, but this year she's she's so determined to come at every one, especially now when the championship is looking so tightly. She's like, ah, I can't miss any race now. Um, Well, I don't want to cost you a lot of money, but she's a good omen, so I think you're going to have to take her for the rest (laughs) of the season now. Yeah, I think so too. I think so too. Uh, Linus, we need to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue to ask you about your weekend, but we're going to also get your take on uh, Formula One, too. So stick with us through the break. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin back after these messages. USA, catering to the sport bike enthusiast looking for truly unique parts and accessories. Stand out from the crowd. Motivation is the exclusive North American distributor for SC Project MotoGP inspired exhausts and the largest Rizoma retailer in the United States. Get the best parts from around the world at the best prices with fast shipping and a knowledgeable staff ready to help. Shop online 24-7 at MotivationUSA.com. That's MotivationUSA.com. Winding Road Racing is your first and best choice for all the essentials for a great weekend at the track. We're racers, and we love helping racers. With a full selection of racing gear in stock, get geared up with all the safety equipment needed to meet all the latest Snell FIA and SFI regulations. Outfit your car with a comprehensive lineup of racing necessities, and when you need to find a few more tents, turn to data acquisition systems from AIM Sports, V-Box, and others. Austin-based with shops in California, Georgia, and Kentucky, the source for all your racing needs. Winding Road Racing, windingroadracing.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. 
Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Bob Varsha, commentator for Sports Cars, Barrett Jackson, Collector Car Auctions, and more. You're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. And if you want to hear more from Bob Varsha, tune in next weekend to our Formula One show. We're doing the pre-race and post-race all season long on national radio, so go to our website, speedcitybroadcast.com, and check us out. But Jonathan, what do you want to go to next for Linus Lundqvist, our guest, the leader, the leader in the Indy Lights Championship? Well, um, I wonder, I don't know, Linus, I know you, like most drivers, keep a, a rough eye. Uh, talking of sort of uh, the Scandinavian world, it's great to see Kevin Magnussen winning a race and uh, Marcus Ericsson winning a race. <laughs> it's great to see that, uh, you know, you guys are, are making making names for yourselves over here. Um, what's the feeling back home in Sweden? Are you, are you getting the coverage and, and, and getting the notoriety you want? Yeah, I like to say so, and I'm I'm super happy and thankful for for the attention that I'm getting back in Sweden, and it's it's good to see as well. It's it's both from from the media, but also I see a lot of you know people following along and uh, think this is as much fun as I do, uh, which <laughs> is cool to see that that they follow along, and hopefully you know we got three Swedes in 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 IndyCar next year. Yeah, no quit, no kidding. So, how do you feel about the year ahead? You mentioned the, um, you know, uh, obviously the oval is going to be a, a vault into the unknown somewhat. Um, but do you feel confident? I mean, Road America, Mid Ohio, these are good road courses. That um, you know, if 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 I look at your career, um, you should be confident. Yeah, I think the only place that I've been to before, or at least raced at, is obviously Mid-Ohio, um, and one of the other ones was Barber, and Barber was kind to me, so yeah. I'm hoping that Mid-Ohio would be the same, um, but I'm excited for all of it, man. You know, the the tracks that we go to this year are pretty awesome. Um, I think the three tracks were, were always going to be a bit tricky, I think especially maybe St. Pete, because I hadn't been there before, while most of the grid had. Detroit was a bit of a unknown because nobody had been there. Um, but Road America next weekend, it's it's going to be exciting. That's for sure. Because it's one of the places that when you come here to America, it's one place where you really hear lots about, you know, yeah. it's the one place where it's good fun. You know, you were talking earlier about the possibility of getting to Indy next year. And you said 18 to 20 drivers that could win on any given Sunday or Saturday. But uh, we were, com- Jonathan and I were commenting on this before we went on the air about uh, you know, looking at Scott Dixon, and he's just amazing to watch. But now all these young mm. drivers, you actually, it's a nice time to be coming <laughs> up into IndyCar because there are so many young drivers. And I think the teams are seeing that going, wait a minute, we've got all these young, Pat Ward, all these guys, and Colton Herta. It's a good time to be moving up in IndyCar. Yeah, I'd like to think so as well. And it's good to see the, you know, the youngsters really showing that, you know, that you don't need tons of experience to be up uh, and fight for wins, which is, I think, good for all the, the young drivers coming up for, for the teams to have a look around and see that, 
you can bring a young guy on and be be able to fight for podiums and wins almost straight away. Because um, I think right now we got Pato leading the championship and Pelot in second. So yeah, you know it really shows that uh, you know the young guns are really um, coming through. We've talked about this before, Linus, but uh, I really do feel, and you just mentioned two of them in in Pato, being from Mexico and, and, and Alex from Spain, yourself from Sweden, obviously Marcus now winning, um, Grosjean just arriving here this year, Magnussen and so on. Uh, you know, American motorsport is now becoming a breeding ga- ground for real international talent. You're one of those guys that, have, you know, have opted to come here. Can you see more, more and more people uh, getting interested, if not for one reason only, that if you are a winner you do literally and Kyle Kirkwood is the is the proof of it can get enough money to go all the way to Indy yeah you're absolutely right and I think more and more people realize this especially like myself you know I stayed in Europe for a long time and you know tried to have a go at it but realized that the budgets that that needed to to reach the top it's for most people unreachable um and that is why America is so great is that you really reward a winner um and like I say, I think Kyle has showed it, and, and with me as well, with, without the scholarship from Honda and HPD, I would not be where I am today. So, you know, i got to say a massive thank you and a shout-out to them, um, and hopefully we can, we can make something happen in the future as well. But I think we've, we've seen now over, like you say, with, with the drivers we have in IndyCar, but also in, in the lights and in the Pro 2000 and even USF, you see people coming through from, from Europe and uh, trying to make it happen here in the U.S. Well, let me ask you about what people in Sweden think of American motorsports. Because, you know, there's been, what, 10 or 11 drivers in Formula One. And do they look at Indy and, and American motorsports, you know, a little bit of snobbery in F1 towards F- Indy and American motorsports in the past. I think that's less than it was. But how do they look at, at American motorsports in general? Now, I think they're very positive, again, well, towards American motor- motorsport. I think... A lot of it has to do with obviously the success we've had with some other Swedish driver like Kenny Breck, obviously yeah. winning the championship yeah. in the 500. That brought a lot of attention to it back in Sweden. Stefan, but yeah. just the last, yeah, just the last like two, three years, obviously with Felix and Marcus, obviously Felix winning a race last year and Marcus winning a race now. I think it all helps and obviously just bringing attention to it and, and making people. You know, I think especially for Marcus, obviously being five years in F1 and never really had a chance to even, you know, struggle to fight for the points. And now seeing him, you know, fight for wins and getting a win, I think it just makes those Swedish people very, very happy. Mm. Yeah. Looking ahead, um, I mean, before I put you on the spot, do you follow Formula One? Yeah. Yes, I, what, I, I guess a more general question to ask you is, though, who's impressing you this year? Because for the first time in several years, we've got the likes of Lando, Perez, Ocon, uh, obviously Verstappen and Hamilton uh, and Botas. But we've got on any given day, there are several drivers now capable. Who's impressed you? I think two drivers that have impressed me has been Lando Norris and Carlos Sainz, because that's Obviously, Verstappen, Hamilton, Leclerc, you know, those people we expect to do well, even Paris to an extent, like we've, we've seen what they can do. Um, so people that has surprised me or, you know, done better than maybe I would have thought was Sainz and, and Norris. Um, and Norris because of the way that he's really outpaced uh, Daniel Ricciardo, who we know is very, very fast. Um, mm-hmm. So 
very impressed by that. And also Carlos Sainz getting uh, seated into that Ferrari extremely well. Obviously, still uh, Leclerc having the edge, but I mean, he's showing himself to be, you know, maybe not a contender, but, you know, he can be right up there like P2 in Monaco and having the pace to, to fight for podiums in almost every race. Um, I got to say, I'm impressed by that. I want to ask you another Formula One question. It kind of harkens back to what we're just talking about, about how different drivers in um, from the different countries. But uh, but what about Gene Haas mm. saying uh, they've they've said from day one they're going to look at American drivers. They keep talking about American drivers. It was just a story on F1.com about Gene Haas talking about American drivers. But I I and I have been an unabashed fan of uh, the American Haas F1 team a big cheerleader, but I'm kind of growing tired of them saying that they're going to do this and haven't really given anybody a second look. I mean, I mean, wouldn't you be frustrated if you were an American driver and they keep saying all this and there's, you know, you got Logan Sargent and, you know, Pietro Fittipaldi, who did just was a champ when he filled in last mm-hmm. year after Grosjean. So I don't know. What do you think about that, Linus? I don't know. I think it's a bit of a tricky position they're in because obviously, like you say, they, they want to promote, promote the American drivers, but it also, you got to realize it's also a bit of a gamble. If you take an American driver that's been to like, say the road to Indy or even an IndyCar driver, because the, the most common way is to go through obviously FIA F3 and then FIA F2. And if you look at that way, you got Logan Sargent and yeah. obviously Fittipaldi that has done, um, well, he's done an F1 race, hasn't he? Yeah. Um, but other than those two, I don't know if there's any American drivers with the experience from Europe that, that can be in contention for an F1 seat at the moment. So I can see the position they're in, but obviously, like I say, when they keep on saying that you want an American driver, then maybe you should look at once or twice and maybe give an IndyCar driver a shot. I don't know. Obviously, there's a lot of you know things going on behind the scenes that we don't know. There always is. Uh, but yeah. who knows? Hopefully, in the future, we, we can see one because I definitely think, you know, if you look at the IndyCar paddock, I think there's a couple of guys that would have been, um, you know, they would have done very well in the F1 grid. Yeah, I think the truth of the matter is, and I might be sticking my neck out here, but when you look at what Red Bull do and you look at what the juniors do with Alpine and with Ferrari, um, you know, they de- they you know they dedicate themselves to 15 and 16 year olds early on some of them make it some of them don't um you know i look at sort of liam lawson in the red bull camp at the moment uh, and hauger and a few others um you know if you're going to get cameron das if you're going to get um logan Sargent, you've got to you've got to put him in a junior formula 1 program and that's where perhaps as has established themselves that's what needs to happen is they, and, and it could be someone like Linus who could be part of their program because they see his, his, his road to the future too. So it doesn't have to be Americans, but it, but it becomes a place where Americans can try to, you know, be part of this young Haas junior program is what I'm getting at. Yeah, yeah. What do you think about that, Linus? Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, I just, hands to heart, I think Haas not in a place to, to have no. the junior academy right now because as, <laughs> as, if we look at it, I mean, you got the Rebel junior program which is good um and you got the alpine and you got the ferrari the mercedes doesn't really have that many i mean mclaren doesn't really have any so it really shows that you know to be able to have a junior program and really bring forward up-and-coming drivers you really need to be established and make sure that you have the platform for it um and i don't know if it has has it at the moment but 
it would be very cool to see them have that in the future. That's for sure. Um, it is a double-edged sword, as you well know. Um, and I, I follow the Red Bull Junior program very closely. And sometimes I'm a little critical because they tend to give a lot of hope to a lot of 14 and 15-year-old and their fathers and, and those that are you know invested in them. The ones that and, don't have money. Well, and then you suddenly get <laughs> Alban and Lawson doing DTM, which is great. But, you know, they want to be in Formula One. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. And it's... Like you say, it's always a bit of a double-edged sword. Um, and, you know, I think Red Bull is, you know, they're renowned to, to be very harsh as well. You know, if you don't perform, you're out. Um, which I guess in one sense, I can almost respect this one. They want to see results. And if you don't have it, then I'm sorry, you're out. Um, whilst in some other programs maybe have a bit more uh, patience, patience with drivers. Um, but at the end of the day, we all want drivers that can win races. Hey, talking about the ladders and stuff, but what about the the Indy ladder right now? You got F2000, you got uh, Indy Lights. How good Pro is... Pro 2000, yeah. Yeah, Pro 2000. How is the, the ladder... Uh, I mean, obviously, it's preparing you. You're going to the same circuits. But what about preparing you for doing the things that we were talking about earlier, about getting connected with managers and things? Because, yes, I know you've got your head down right now, and that's what I would do if I were you. Be the best race driver you can. But... Do they help you with the the other aspects of a racing career? Um, I don't know. Like I said, this is my first year in on the road to India as well, so I'm still a yeah. little bit new to this. Um, but I'd I'd like to say that they do a great job. Obviously, the first thing is actually racing with IndyCar on their weekends. I think just makes a huge difference because um, you're there on the same day. So all it takes is you to have a bit of a chat with the guards and then you can walk into the, to the IndyCar paddock. Um, and who knows? I mean, you can literally just stumble across, across anyone really, uh, any team manager. So I just wear my helmet all weekend. No one would know the difference. <laughs> and you'd be like, excuse me, excuse me. I've got to get in my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bit of a rush. Please let me through. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> okay. I got to um, ask you, I ask you this about, you know, you've, you're from Sweden, but, what do you like about being in America right now, besides the racing? What, when you, what about your personal side? I think what was really cool is that, you know, you say besides racing, but I base a lot of my friend groups uh, from yeah. racing. Yeah. And I think that's one of the coolest things is that, like, you can have a, a good group of friends that you actually race against, but you can have a super chill night out or just hang out and, you know, talk about whatever. Um, whilst in... In Europe, the rivalry and, and mm. that thing is it's a bit harsher. Whilst here in 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 the US, it seems like you you respect each other. You know, you can race each other hard on track, but when you go off track, we both realize that you know what, we're a long way from home. We're here chasing our dreams together. You know, we we're just gonna have some fun as well. Well, I know watch knowing both David, yourself, and Kirk, are three of the nicest racing drivers I've ever met. So to see you guys uh, go wheel to wheel, I wonder how you are off track. Is it true still? I think we must mark us this that all the Swedes live in the same apartment complex in in uh, Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, not true, uh, but but very but very very close. I'll tell you that much. We're not more than like five minutes apart. That's hilarious. <laughs> you know, we're starting to see some of that camaraderie now in Formula One. They like, have fondue look, parties, you know. <laughs> Yeah, this is true. Swedish yeah. meatballs. I was trying to think of what yeah, Swedish meatball parties. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But they'll, they'll be watching yeah. the Euros together. You know. Uh, but it's uh, in, pretty much in Formula One. You're seeing that now you, because some of the guys. It's not quite so ultra competitive. You know, like Lando. You can't see Lando just being a complete ass to some of the other drivers. You know, Lando and and uh, 
Charles Leclerc, get along. I thought it was great that Sainz was the first to, to give him a hug after Monica. That was great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like <laughs> to say, like, it's great to see the, the drivers in F1, you know, showing a bit of camaraderie and, and showing that there's more to it than just racing. Uh, there's actually things happening off track and you can be friends. So it's really good to see. And um, obviously you want to see more of that in the junior categories in, in, you know, in Europe as well. But that was one thing that caught me out, you know, last year. Uh, to start off with, it's just like, oh, wow, we we can actually be friends off track and, you know, we road trip to, to the races together or stay in the same hotel or Airbnb or whatever it might be. So uh, it's cool to see. Hey, we have, we're almost out of time. We've got time for two questions. And <laughs> one of them... I know what one of them is. Uh, you know what one of them is. But the other one is, we are here in Austin and the rumors have started about a doubleheader, two Formula One races here in Austin, he's won twice here. Yeah, you've won twice, so you've been here. You know, uh, what do you think about a what you know three week long almost party with two F one races sandwiched in between all that in Austin, Texas? What do you think? I mean, that's the best thing I've heard all day. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I gotta say as well, hands down, Austin is probably one of, if not the best town I've been in the U S. so far. I mean, the the race that we had here last the last year was was so cool uh and just the vibe of the whole city was awesome so i'd love to see f1 do a double header and you know if it doesn't clash i'll definitely be there good all right the last question and then we're out of time and that is we do like we said we do a formula one show nationally we'd love to have you on that show if you're open to coming on sometime i'll be more than happy to you'd have to get up early but i'm sure you'll be watching the race anyway <laughs> so just come on either before or after probably after because we, we can we can trash off we can trash Verstappen and whatever else <laughs> Yeah, track to rally, maybe a little bit. Yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. Uh, there you go. All right, well, Linus Lundquist, thank you very much for coming back on the show. We appreciate it. And G- Give uh, out your social. Let's get yeah, going. Yeah, what's your social media and all that so people know how to look for you? Yeah, please. So uh, if you want to follow me, follow me on my Instagram page, which is uh, Linus HF Lundquist. Uh, Photos are excellent, taken Linus. by a sister. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> please. Um, and Facebook is Linus Lungfist Racing, and Twitter is Lean uh, L underscore Lungfist seventy six. So uh, yeah, all the the updates and how my races go, and a bit of um, you know off track um, uh, you know things as well. You can follow there. So uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, fans love that stuff. Well, thanks, yeah. thanks, Linus. We appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, call us next time uh, you win. Yeah, we'll do. We'll do. We'll talk to you next weekend, then. <laughs> yeah, I like, like your style. <laughs> All right, thanks, thanks, Linus. buddy. All right, thank you. Take it easy. Bye. bye All right, well, let's go to a break. When we come back, we're going to talk a little more Formula One. We got NASCAR on the television right yeah. now, and we'll try to see what's happening there. But uh, we'll catch They're you going up. Going around, a... around. <laughs> All right, you're listening to Speed City. Back after these messages. Welcome to Name Your License Plate. I'm Biff Biffington. All right, Mary Lou, for the cash, the drip, and a new car, name your license plate. Easy. My plate is ADD24. ACL, ATM, ABC, ACDC, AAA. I can't remember my plate. You should have gotten a personal Texas plate from MyPlates.com. They're so memorable. And I could have saved 40% with a five-year commitment. Be a winner and order your personalized license plate from MyPlates.com. 
When you're looking for traditional Tex-Mex, look no further than an Austin favorite, one in a million. Serving original family recipes since 1980 and located just minutes from downtown at 2300 East Cesar Chavez, one in a million has your Tex-Mex fix every day of the week from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m. Breakfast is served all day. Homemade migas, enchiladas, and menudo. And try the Don Juan taco. Some say it's big enough to feed a family of four. One in a million. Online at oneinamillion.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to the fastest hour in radio, Speed City. All right, welcome back. Uh, I'm, I hope you guys like we have these young drivers on the show because we've I, had, yeah. over the years, we've had some drivers, when they were young, you'd never heard of them at the time, like Lando Norris. Alexander Rossi. Alex, that's right. We, Alexander was the was first, first guest. Man. He was our very first guest ever. Hunter Yaney. Yeah, Connor Daly way back. Way he was back our second day. guest, by the way, ever. Ten, that was almost 10 years ago. Mario Andretti. <laughs> Mario Andretti. Back when he was just a kid. Yeah, yeah, well, you see, I reckon there's a future for that guy. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, just keep your eye on if him. If he could just get rid of that passenger, he could be quicker. <laughs> That's true. He's got a I don't know why you would do he, that. He's always got a passenger. I'll tell you why. He's always out front, though, when he does it. <laughs> He's got the nobody even close to it. <laughs> Stop screaming! I'm going as fast as I can. All right, I have no idea where we were going before that. We but... were going back to Formula One, but yeah. yes, thank you for Linus. What a great guy! Yeah. Follow him, and I tell you what, follow Indy Lights. We've got two Americans hunting that Swede down, and he is a determined guy. Just look at his record. He uh, and and Malukas knows all about him yeah. uh, because he raced against him in FR last year, and of course that's during the pandemic. So it's um, you know it's all out this year for them to really. Show Show themselves, and one of those three guys uh, yeah. is probably going to be in any like in any car next year, uh, and I hope it's all three. And you know what? Just going on the same vein, all of those interviews that we did going back years and years, every single one of them are out there. They're either on yeah. our website, on uh, you know Spotify or, or iTunes yeah. or wherever, whatever. Think Apple about podcasts. Think so. about uh, Lando Norris, who's now a superstar in his own right, winning, you know, getting podiums at Monaco. He's on Twitch. He's a superstar. But he could barely run a sentence together when he was 15. And I don't mean that rudely. I mean it like, yeah. well, because he's a 15-year-old. I, I do remember you, You we got you on the show. You were down in... Uh, and I said, I got one. Yeah. And you, well, you said, I think I got the next Lewis Hamilton. I did, actually. Said. Yes, I did. This is what you said. And I, and after he was talking Which is for a while... talk. It, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you can back it up right now, but... Yep. Anyway, he was awkward, but he was 15, I yeah. think. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
All By right, the way, I knew Ricardo when he was 15, and he was just the just same. Just as bad, yeah. No, he was just the same as he oh, is now. Oh, he's the same <laughs> as he is now. He okay, was just yeah. as full of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, somebody tweeted at us uh, and said, talking about the uh, the double hitter at Coda, they said, I got an idea. Uh-huh. Run this, won one of the races the opposite direction. I, well, I said that, but the trouble with that is, where's the runoff? <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. <laughs> hey, we said we wanted excitement, so. I don't, yeah, I, I just, I, I feel like... If you do two events, you've got to... I mean, Bobby mentioned it. and If you didn't hear, we had an interview with Bobby Epstein. There's a couple of things that have come out. It's on out our from, YouTube and everything else. Yeah, yeah, look it up. Because if you want to f- dig down into this story, Bobby made a couple of good comments, which is uh, they say it's between Indianapolis, Roger Penske's Indianapolis, um, and Cota. But Bobby pointed out that the October date would kind of put Indy out of it for the potential of cold weather, frost even. Yeah, because they they say that the average first date, or see that the average first date or the earliest first date is prior to the average is prior to. Thank you, producer. My average first date's pretty frosty. Oh no! Oh yes! Mayhem! Yes, yeah, usually ends up in a crash or two. Um, but uh, yeah, so that's one thing that came out of it. The other idea was because Liberty are trying to grow Formula One here, the potential of a basically a whole week dedicated to the promotion of that double header, both pre the first one, then all through the week doing events, activations, car manufacturers, Elon Musk, you name it. Can you imagine what Austin could do downtown and putting on a real festival of fun and then go back to the, get back to the track on Thursday and away we go again and, and get a effectively a, you know, uh, some, a really good undercard, which would, could include FR or Indy Lights or whatever. Les Kaiser, who's supposed to have the night off and not working, he's listening. Is listening to the show, and he said, uh, "How about for the second race? The, the actually, probably the first race. Is this the ghost of Les Kaiser? Is he calling in?" No. <laughs> he says a race in the dark and shorten the course to the Aussie V8 course. You know where they when they did that here in Austin in 2013 and Wait, cut through. Does he, it. Be, does he actually mean a race in the dark? But you know, the problem, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Where you got to have some headlights or put up some light. But the problem is the lap time would be about. About 40 seconds, or maybe less than that. All right, all right, <laughs> yeah. all right. How about a celebrity race where the drivers are the coaches of people like Matthew McConaughey, but we don't use Formula One cars. We use, I don't know, V8 cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, I want to, uh, a couple topics I want to get in. One of them is a little more serious topic, um, and that was Roman Grosjean today in IndyCar with the fire when his brakes caught oh, fire. Man. It, it was... You could see it in his body language is that when that happened, he was frantic to get out of the car and then one, and then he was, he ran over, got a fire extinguisher. And then the guys who the professionals job it is to put out the fire, they came rushing over and they literally had to almost restrain Grosjean to get him away from that fire because it was, I mean, he wanted, he wanted to put those fires out. And yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a little you, scary a, to think about. I, all I'm that. sure he's pretty adverse to fires in racing cars these days. Yes. Having been in a flaming fireball. Yeah. Hey, I want to also, I want anybody who can tweet, he tweets at us during the show. We love that, by the way, at Speedcaster, Paul Bryan, Jonathan, this yeah. is for you. Why is America a quote, breeding ground for international talent? Question mark. So why isn't it viewed by Speedcaster that clearly International drivers are breeding ground for U.S. series. Hashtag your accent was showing. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he's absolutely right. It's a good way of putting it. And the truth is, I actually think he's right in that more Europeans like Linus are going to wake up to the fact 
And in fact, there's two really good... I'll, I'll point him to two really good articles on motorsport.com. Uh, one by Vettel saying, you've got to cut the costs of the junior. junior series because we're, we're killing ourselves. Uh, and, and America is doing it right because Honda, and by the way, shout out to Honda, which Linus said, is paying for this. And they are giving scholarships to Kyle Kirkwood to go all the way through, or anybody who can win. Dakota has been a recipient. Dakota Dickerson has been a recipient. recipient. Um, so too is Kyle Kirkwood. And Linus, if he continues to win, will get to Indy without the money. And even Lewis Hamilton was quoted again on motorsport.com saying, this is... F1's becoming a billionaire's boys club. I wouldn't be able to do what I have done. Quite right, Murphy. <laughs> Even Murphy agrees <laughs> that that is the case. You mentioned Lewis Hamilton and he barks. It's just a funny thing. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, but the bottom line is Lewis Hamilton said he could not do what he did, which is he and his father going karting and then making it all the way. Yeah. Um, another story I wanted to get to before, and that is, you remember the rumors? This one is another listener who sent this to us. Kevin Kelly sent this to us, and he, it's uh, Mazepin. There's all this rumor about Mazepin having to miss some racing. Yeah, yeah you don't like him either, do you? <laughs> yeah, don't, don't say that word. He'll bark again. Mazepin, uh, get it right. There you go. Uh, right, Murphy? There were rumors about him having to not do some Formula One races because he had to go into the Russian army. Well, apparently... National he, service. The national service, yes. yes. Is that like the, the BBC service, the world <laughs> service? No, uh, no but it is true of some yeah, countries. But he apparently is already doing the required classes that you have to do. Yeah, he's got gun turrets on his house. <laughs> uh, but apparently that's not going to be a problem, so he's going to be able to finish the season and... No, I'll, I'll leave it at that. I'll let you <laughs> insert your you own knew, joke. You know I'm going to, yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, yes, national service isn't, uh, I don't know about Russia, to be honest, but there are several countries in Europe anyway, uh, and in Asia. Uh, I know a racing driver who won a championship and couldn't do the last race because he had to do national service, and he's now the fastest tank driver in Singapore. Yep. Um, <laughs> that was a joke. You didn't that, yes, laugh. Okay. Sorry, I was, I was looking ahead. I'm sorry. Okay. There were four first-time winners, I will put that in my notes, in IndyCar um, this year after um, Ericsson. So it's the fourth first-time winner in IndyCar this year. I thought that was a cool I stat. think we're, we're in for a golden era and year. Not that we haven't had one in the last few years, but yeah, um, yeah I think you know the old boys, Dixon and the rest, uh, and I, I include sort of Rossi in that now, uh, are getting are, are getting a real. So Dixon's only going to win like two or three more championships, and then we're going to start seeing some. <laughs> I think next year they're talking about one hand behind his back. Yeah. <laughs> hey, did you see my boys at the Corvette Racing uh, one two at Detroit after you know K Mag won with. My yep. favorite name to say in racing, Ringer van der Zander. Ringer van der Zander. Yeah, those two. That was very cool to see K-Mag, like you were saying, win a race in, uh, in IMSA in the Cadillac. Yeah. Tough and, race to go, too. Belle Isle again, you know, uh, for sports cars. Very tough on them for an hour and 40 minutes. That's not a lot of fun. Uh, what else? What else local stuff besides the, um, the double header that we're hoping for at Coda? Um, I don't think there's any more local that we've uh, got. Look up but... on our SoundCloud. I'll get it up there. But have a listen to the mayor of um, oh, the mayor Miami of... Gardens. Yeah. yeah, the mayor of Miami Gardens. We have not. We've put some of the clips in our shows that you can find on YouTube and everywhere else. But we're going to put the full up there. And that's an evergreen between now and next year. It's a good stuff. Le French Grand Prix is a bonus. That's right. Next Sunday morning. We should get Eric Bouillet on. That's a good idea. We had him on 
Yeah, he's great. Very yep, interesting. Last year. And those who know uh, Eric Bouillet's name, of course, former head of McLaren, uh, was let go um, when things were going bad. But he now runs the French Grand Prix. Lovely man. And uh, it's a big. It's going to be a big weekend for him because, of course, two years since the last French Grand Prix. Yep. All right. Well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Thanks to Linus Lundqvist for coming on. Yes. Go to our website, please. Check us out, speedcitybroadcast.com. Also, go to our YouTube. We need some more followers on YouTube. Give us some likes. Give us some follows. And uh, find our podcasts everywhere, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you name it. All right, everybody, talk to you next Sunday. Happy trails. Spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.